Hey everyone, welcome to the Fun Part Diplomacy podcast. My time here in San Francisco is rapidly approaching. I have four more days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's when I leave San Francisco, this phase of my life, and I'll be going to something pretty fun, actually, anyway, so... Uh, eight days road tripping down the coast of California, um, down to LA, and then from LA, flying to Seattle, spending a week in Seattle, and then another week in Portland, and then returning to the Bay Area in some way, shape, or form. Um, so that that'll be a lot of fun. If you're along the way, let me know, and we can meet up and do whatever. Show me around if that's where you live. I'll be I'll be uh I'll be meeting up with a lot of friends I've met on my travels and in my life and that'll be a lot of fun. Um so let's get these plugs out of the way and we can get into this week's episode. Um to support the Fun Boat Diplomacy podcast, uh, you can if you use Amazon regularly, you can use my Amazon portal that's located on my website funboatdiplomacy.com uh, on the right-hand side of all the pages you'll see a link to my Amazon portal. It looks like any other Amazon page, but when you purchase things through the Amazon portal, Amazon gives me a small commission, and that helps me immensely in keeping this podcast running. On top of that, you can help through my Patreon page. Um, for those of you who don't know, Patreon is a platform where creatives and people with a project or some cause can get pledge support for... Um, for, in my example, uh, let's say a dollar an episode. So if you think my podcast is worth a dollar an episode, pledge a dollar an episode. And it might seem like a little bit, but that little bit goes a long way. Uh, that link you can also find, well, it's patreon.com forward slash funboatdiplomat, or you can visit funboatdiplomacy.com right under the Amazon page. Or Amazon link is uh, a link to my Patreon. Okay. This week's episode is very timely. It is about Brexit, and it is what I've been in the past few hours um, been calling uh, a pro-Brexit echo chamber. Uh, it's a bit controversial, I guess, uh, but uh, Tommy, uh, who's from uh, the UK, and I thought it's important to uh, get these views across and be open to all kinds of views about this situation going on uh, in the UK and in the European Union in general. So please enjoy this week's episode with Tommy Fleming. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fun Boat Diplomacy podcast. I'm here today with Tommy Fleming. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Do you want to introduce yourself very quickly to the podcast audience? Um, so I'm Tommy. Um, I'm traveling the US at the moment. I've been here for about a month. Um, sort of on a, a year out. So I'm, just gonna, I'm traveling the, the world. Um, um, I'm a barber back home. Um, so yeah, here I am. That's where the style comes from. <laughs> the hair, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where was the, what was your, where were your stops? Uh, in the US, where have you been hitting? Um, so I started in New York City. Mm -hmm. um, I went to Boston, 
we then went into Canada, so did, uh, Montreal, Toronto, <clears throat> came back down, um, went to Chicago, um, we did like South and North Dakota, uh, Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone Park, uh, Cody, uh, Jackson Hole, to Las Vegas, to Los Angeles, um, and now I'm in San Fran. And how, it's been how, much, how much longer do you have? I'm leaving tomorrow. Back to the UK? No, or? go to New Zealand. Ah, and then, yeah. then what happens? Then I go to Austin. <laughs> so I do a month in uh, New Zealand, um, hop on, hop off bus mm-hmm. around the North and South Island, and I'm doing the East Coast for about three months in Australia. Um, then I do Southeast Asia, which is going to be a culture shock, um, and then India to finish off. But I don't know how long I'll be in India, to be honest with you. I can only get a month tourist visa, so... Yeah, I get mixed. I mean, people have a great time and an amazing time in India, but then yeah, there's some the, things that are super jarring. It's so. the one. It's the one country I'm probably most nervous about mm-hmm. in it for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's just a wild place, and people don't realize how different all the different parts of India yeah, are. Yeah, there's extreme poverty in India. Yes. I mean, Delhi itself has like nice. Is it ninety million people? Ninety what? Ninety million? <laughs> what are th- in then, Delhi. Then what? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, look pre- up, I'm pretty sure ninety million. I'm gonna look up the the biggest uh, biggest. Put in pop- how population of Delhi. Population <laughs> city. Uh, is number one's Tokyo? Really? Really? Largest cities in the world by population. Tokyo. Uh, where does Delhi? Delhi, Delhi is. Uh, fourteen million. Oh. But Tokyo is I don't know where I got that figure. Million. I don't know where I got that figure. That's yeah. bad. That's bad. That's <laughs> I know Mexico City is fucking big. I didn't know that Seoul and Sao Paulo are up there. Wow, that's crazy. Manila, the Philippines, almost 15 million. That's crazy. Why did I think 90 million? And and why is... Okay, so the first Chinese city that comes up is Shanghai. Yeah. 10 million. Weird. I guess I don't know my numbers as well. No, well, I definitely don't. Yeah. Wow. Ninety million is a big number, to be fair. It's <laughs> like, it's like. Um, that's like a third of in a, in one city, almost about like a quarter <laughs> or a third of the United States population. It's <laughs> yeah. like all of maybe all of all. Of I think California. I maybe meant to say. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's nine million. That's embarrassing. Nine million gets close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know when I was in Istanbul, it was interesting to think that there were 11 million people in that city with me, uh, documented. In Istanbul, yeah. In Istanbul. 11 million, and then uh, a bunch of people who are just... How can you keep track of that, really? So, no. Delhi, as well. How do you know? How do you know how many people can be there? We don't that's know. That's fucking difficult. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to count these numbers. My, yeah... I think what it was, my friend told me, my friend mentioned the word 90 about India, and I've got that figure, stu- figure yeah. stuck in my head. I don't know what, why. So where, where will you be going in India? Uh, I start I start in Delhi. To be honest with you, I need to do research oh, okay. in India. Yeah, but it's that's, a while that's away. down the line. It's a while away, but I'm yeah. going to research it. Obviously, I need to research it. <laughs> All right, well, it sounds a lot, like a lot of fun. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, what we're here for is... We're gonna be in. I've 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 called this in the past half hour. Yeah. The 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 Brexit pro Brexit yeah. echo chamber camp pro Brexit absolutely <laughs> because yes. uh, I've when this happened I was 
uh, I was actually sitting right there, and I saw the the the, the percentages. Yeah, and uh, I got really excited. I was uh, we we I was out with my Commonwealth friends, mm. um, who have been tour who have been touring the US with, um, and I I mean I was, I was mad. I mean I I was once in a political party when I was younger. That the sole reason. Uh, in the younger days of the party was to leave the EU. So I was just like, couldn't believe it was happening. Because we had so many exit polls, um, which, you can't, to be honest with you, in England, now you can't go on. Because the last three big elections have got it completely wrong. Mm. So I now don't listen to them at all, especially with this referendum result. But I did think Remain would win. So as you can imagine, That's halfway through... So. Uh, yeah, it was insane. Like, it's an amazing, in my eyes, an amazing victory. Mm-hmm. What this really shows to a lot of us uh, in here in America too mm. is that they count the votes. That's cool. <laughs> they actually count the votes um, because I, I mean up until now I'm just like yeah whatever. Like my I don't think I didn't check. I think my vote I voted. Uh, so I'm I really dislike Hillary Clinton. So I voted. So do in, I, mate. She's I, a liar. I voted, I voted in the Democratic uh, primary. Uh, not not particularly for Bernie Sanders. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. But I voted against Hillary. Yes, so you tactically, but, but I don't think I don't think my vote was even counted. So, California, I, all, all the way Hillary. American politics is very strange to me. Yeah, um, the fact that you can, you know, you can lobby mm-hmm. a political party screams. Um, How does lobbying happens. does it happen? In, so a political party can't take funding from. Um, it, it it's only private donations. Okay. And self, self, you know. Are there limits? I don't know. I do know in the, <clears throat> so the referendum campaigns, mm-hmm. um, the Leave campaign were allowed to spend more than seven million mm. on their whole campaign, okay. which is interesting because our government came out on the side of Remain, so we were fighting the establishment, and they printed off leaflets to send to every single household in the UK, which cost the taxpayer nine point three million. Whereas the Leave side can't spend more than seven million in that on that on that on their campaign, yeah. so straight away we're at, we're at odds. Yeah. We were against the whole establishment. And then the there was that moment where uh, who was it an MP who was uh, who was assassinated? Um, yeah, uh, Joe Cox. Yes. Um, and then they said they said we're gonna we're gonna halt campaigning. Yeah, for three days or something um, like that. And uh, and the 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 Remain folks didn't. Yeah. <laughs> They actually yeah. took that. As they, they did, I mean, absolutely terrible. Yeah. That that in my country that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's madness. The guy who did it was obviously a, a maniac. Um, What's the background of the guy who did this? I believe he was part of a a uh, a group called Britain First, who are thick racist, okay, uh, idiots. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest. Um, the worst of the sort of populist side of. Uh, yeah, they they're just they're just like totally anti-immigration, anti-anything that isn't deemed British. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very against Islam, for example. Example, yeah. And um, they're a massive shame because I think a lot of serious issues unfortunate, unfortunately get sidetracked by that sort of group. Because they, they are in that... They hijack a serious issue and all of a sudden anyone that has concerns about a serious issue is branded in the same, in the same brackets as mm-hmm. those people. Right. It's a massive shame about Joe Cox because I know she was uh, she did a lot for um, she she was I mean she was like uh, just a 
sta- standard Labour politician, you know, for the working for the working class, and just wanted to give. So it is a shame, massive shame. But I do think Remain um, possibly hijacked that situation in their favour, used it to their advantage. They definitely did, from what I know. And Leave Leave couldn't comment on it because it was such a serious subject, Leave. Yeah, it's sort of like we a were, bomb, you can't touch it. Exactly, but, because, you know, you just can't. Yeah. Politics, but, you know. But after all that, uh, it came through. Mm. It came through. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it, you know, uh, with Barack Obama telling us what to do, we have the IMF, we have all these... Um, <laughs> big corporations that pay the small wages. We have the, you know, all the political elite and the the average the average Joe from down the street, we all voted to leave. So it's, it's an incredible. Mm-hmm. I think it's a huge victory. Yeah, A it lot is. of the people at home, yeah, let's, let's preface this. A lot mm. of people at home who are listening to this, they're not going to agree with us. Uh, no, not all. Um, I mean, I... Because com- when I went on social media, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't comment um, mm-hmm. until a couple of days later and I, what I said was kind of uh, vague. But everybody was like, oh, how backwards, how this or that, very negative about yeah, it. Yeah, it's such And a meanwhile, shame. so, so I, I, I read what people were saying mm-hmm. first. And my comment was, <laughs> my comment was, um, do you guys, especially Americans, yes. do you guys know what you're talking about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they watch some John Oliver bit and they think they know everything about Brexit and the European Union. I've heard Americans have told me, I got in an Uber taxi the other day and for the first thing, you know, the media obviously has a massive say in American politics. The first thing the taxi the Uber driver said to me was, um, "Oh, you know, John Oliver isn't happy about it. You know, so I, you know, straight away he's he's been given this opinion in America. He's the he's the one. So it's interesting to hear Americans' point of view. I mean, I watched it. I watched it, and uh, he. I mean, of course, it's very skewed, but yeah. on top of that, he he. He makes an unfair mockery of the other side. It's yeah. just, I, and, but that's how, that's how bias. it always happens. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart did the same thing. I, I, I respect John Stewart as a mm-hmm. comedian and as, a, as someone who does his homework, due mm-hmm. diligence, but he sometimes uh, these, these, these uh, pundits will just... Um, the whole, the whole, the whole referendum, that. though, is people in entertainment. David Beckham got involved. Um, those are sporting personalities. Um... Musicians, you name it, bands, musicians, yeah. bands, these t- Twitter famous musicians that can that can really influence younger people's votes. We're getting involved, and all of a sudden there were you know economists um, with these left wing virtues, you know Russell Brand types. Um, what does Russell Brand think about this? He's a smart uh, guy. I actually I don't, don't know. know. Russell Brand is very good with his words. Yeah. However, he did tell he did tell the British. The younger, the younger voters in the last general election not to vote, which I think is ridiculous. No, I don't you don't agree vote, with that. You don't have a say, you know. He's very, he's very against the, the bankers and he's very against uh, populist politics. But, you know, the guy who rides around in a private jet, he's hardly a, a working class flag bearer, do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, <laughs> we don't know. He's, he's sort of a mixed bag, I guess. Yeah. But people listen to him, I don't know. He's, uh, he, he, has a, he, has a, he has a YouTube, I don't know if he yeah. has the YouTube channel. He does, yeah. He he has, he probably has a lot of influence on a lot of young people. Um, social media and YouTube and the likes of it um, has a big say in, in, I think, the world politics now. Yeah. And that's the, that's one of the con- points of contention in this referendum is this difference between 
young people and old yeah. old people. Yeah. And it's it, it, re it reflects this um, this really troubling uh, uh, spirit in the in the what's going on in society. The young mm. people just don't. They're in this bubble now. They jump on this. They're not only in a bubble that blocks out. Mm. Uh, reality. Yeah, it, the, the satires, you know. It's it. There's so many things wrong with them. Uh, I'm included in there, but I I, I do try to be mindful about, uh, um, like what I what, what I, my opinions because what happens is they become they become sheep. Yeah, and, absolutely. I, I see it every day on Facebook. I had you know I've had to really refer because I'm, you know I. For, for since like 2010, I've been interested in, in this debate. I wanted to leave Europe since I was a young lad at school. You know, um, I got told that at school I was an idiot for saying in 10 years' time, watch where, where I don't think England will be in, in the European Union. Wow, it didn't even take 10 years. Um, exactly, it's hilarious. No, because I noticed this in 2009. Mm -hmm. We had this big um, Eurosceptic vibe coming up and... Uh, I could just, I could just see. Is this as a result of the 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 economic crisis around. The um, yeah, you know the bailouts. Yeah. Because um, Europe did the same Ireland, thing. Ireland stuff, and. Um, well, meanwhile, Norway and Iceland were quite resilient against yeah. against this uh, this shock to the economy. Yeah, and they're doing very well. Yes. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? You know. Um, but no, my my age group. We voted Remain. My age group voted Remain. And the older generations voted leave. However, the, in my in my opinion, like not many more younger people should have gone out and voted if they were that cared about it that much. They're now slamming older generations and acting like their vote matters more because they're the younger generation. You know why does their vote matter more than the older person's vote? Um, Meanwhile, they need to, they need to get off their ass and vote. About thirty three percent of them did. The rest of them sat. Yeah, and I you know so. It's their own fault. They should probably blame. We have a the, one of the, the the two. One of the two main parties in the UK is called the Labour Party. It's fronted by a, a man called Jeremy Corbyn right now, um, who's basically like a, a socialist. However, he's he was, he's been very Eurosceptic for his whole career until he's been made Labour leader, and I think he he took the position of being remain to save a party split. You've got to remember, a lot of these politicians, I don't think, have gone on their morals. They've gone on their careers. As they always Yeah, I mean, that's politics, again. It's a slippery game. It's, And we've seen, like, the worst side of politics in this referendum. They really have, from both sides, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I do think the right outcomes come about. And I think, any, I think you know, yes, we're going we're gonna to go through some tough times, I think, at the moment. Um... Not as dark, not as bad as everyone as Remain would want you to think, um, but I, I one day think we'll massively reap the benefits. Honestly, I know I, I'm going to make a prediction that also we are not the last country to leave the European Union. No, <laughs> no, it's we're 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 living an interesting moment. Yeah, we've history. not the first brick out of the wall. No, no, uh, because France are very Eurosceptic. Yeah. Um, there's loads of I mean, all of the southern European countries yeah. don't really want 
the politicians want to stay because they get to fill their pockets with this fiat currency yeah. uh, and enjoy that while it lasts. But the people are not happy yeah. with uh, being puppets of Angela Merkel. I, I used to live in, in Lisbon, actually, and there's this big mural. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, so there's, this, there's a lot of mural projects in Lisbon, and one of them really was interesting to me was the... Uh, the um, it was Angela Merkel <laughs> with two puppets. Uh, one of them was the prime minister... Of Portugal, and one of them was the defense minister, and mm-hmm. basically saying that these guys are not dictated by the by the voice of the people of Portugal. It's 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 Angela Merkel, and yeah. the European Central Bank, it's and then the European missions, It's the bankers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the, it's the corporations. It's the multinationals. They're the ones that are pulling the strings in the European Union. Yeah, Greece doesn't. They don't. They don't want austerity. No. They got to shove down their throats. No. Europe has treat European Union has treated Greece's poorest especially horrendously, like really badly. Um, and it just seems to have been swept under the carpet. As how usual. rude! How rude is it to just force austerity on Greece and then say, "Okay, now all the borders are open. Take these, take, take these uh, fleeing people yeah, from our the wars yeah. that we've we've uh, started." Come on. You know, Syria. You know, we've got Syrians in ghettos as a result of Angela Merkel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said before, let's call it what it is. We they, there's no effort for integration. There's, no. All there is is we we're gonna we're gonna grab all these people who are reliant on the state. Yeah. And then we're gonna expand our power. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what happens. It's the most. It, it's such a. They don't know what they're doing. Right. To be honest with you, that you know they're just trying to. They're just trying to look good. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they just want to seem to be like they're, you know, this caring. The EU's so caring. Yeah, and well, to to be fair, let's put to play devil's advocate. Germany does have this tendency to to basically do the opposite of what they what happened during the war. They have this war. Yeah, still absolutely. Yeah, I don't. And yeah, they're, they're, that that is still there. Yeah, but that's uh, to me no reason to be foolish like this. You've got to be um, responsible. Yeah, the, the prime minister of Croatia actually mm. put it really well in September when this was uh, when Merkel opened the, the the borders. My Croatian friends have said he's a little he's he's not entirely, he's a little bit dubious, just a little bit. Yeah. But uh, but he what he said was, we Croatians we have, um, we have something like we have a we have a big heart, but we we got to use our brain this time. Something yeah. Like that. Some yeah, sometimes it's the mind over the heart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world's not this rosy place. Uh, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's nature. It's hard out there. Yeah, and uh, what's going on now is this uh, slow potential suicide of the European Union. European Union's dying. It's had zero percent growth for three years on its markets. I think I believe it's it it is dying. We we've just left, and I think. <laughs> you know, we need. They need us, in my opinion, more than we need them. Thirty yes. percent of our cars on the road are German. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, to, to, these big these big car uh, manufacturers aren't going to turn around and say, "Oh no, you know, sod off, Britain." Yeah. You know, to think that trade madness. would stop with Britain madness. between Britain and the European Union is absurd. I think we'll, it's a fear. It's fear mongering. Yeah, it's it's bullying. To be quite honest, we I. I pretty much thinking now. We're a big economy. I think we're the third, we're the fifth biggest in the world, third biggest in Europe, I don't know, so I can't remember. But, um, you know, Point is we're not Norway, we're not these other countries that 
you know, have left the EU and then got, you know, not as good a trade deal as probably we can get. And I think we'll, to be honest with you, I think we'll get a tariff-free deal uh, with the EU trading on the common market. So, well, a lot of people are saying that the EU, as punishment, will put on tariffs. Um, I think it's not in their interest to, but it is in the interest of the elites who are in the in, in Brussels and absolutely to do so. Yeah, um, they're gonna they're gonna have to tread carefully. Yeah, um, like so, I said, so are we. There's work. There's work to do. Yeah. Still. But the whole thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to remember that in nineteen. I think we were brought into the European Union in 1973, and then we had a, a, re a referendum. And finally, we, the British people got a say if they wanted to be in the, what was called the common market or um, communities of Europe. Is this the single market? Yeah, yeah uh, the common market is what it was called. It was literally just a trade, free trade deal without, without import trade and export Trade and tariffs. labor. Yeah, exactly. We got then dragged into political union that we were literally never asked. We were never asked. We got dragged into political union. We never asked for it. We didn't ask for European courts to be able to overrule uh, British British courts. Yeah. You know, we didn't ask for our for a common fisheries policy, which means we can't fish our own waters. Which means you know, coastal towns in our country are dying anyway. The last thing we need are fishermen not being able to fish. It's like madness. Um, As they have been for for years and years and years before this. Exactly, you know, you know. Now we're out of the EU, we can maybe strike some good U.S. trade deals. You know, um, Obama said, funny enough, that we'd be at the back of the queue if we left the EU. I think we're going to be at the front of the queue for all the. You know, I just read that New Let's Zealand really want Obama. Yeah, <laughs> there's too much to say. <laughs> there, there's so many. You know. Chinese trade deals that can now happen, which is so important. We haven't been able to do it. Be interesting to see what happens to our steel industry as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. There's, there's the thing, the EU, EU isn't isn't this like. I think in this referendum, the Remain side painted it out to be this like um, amazing thing. It just really isn't. It's like it's got protectionist policies that harm the, the poorest in the third world. You know, it, it ruins farm. It ruins a lot of farming. There's so there's so many reasons for why I voted out, and it isn't my my one of my biggest reasons. Definitely isn't immigration. Though that though it is a fact that in parts of England, yes, there are pressures on our national health service, on our transport, on primary school places. But that comes with economic factors. Yeah. So obviously, we've got an aging population as well. Right. Um. So that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the Leave side made immigration the big, the big say in it. Whereas for me, it really wasn't. It was about democracy. It was about freedom. Freedom from this, uh, the shackles. entity, this entity in, in Brussels and Strasbourg that, yeah. like, uh, people can't even name the people who are, who are representing. No, Jan claude Juncker is the president of the EU. I bet, I bet not even 40% of Brits could name the president of the EU. Mm. I bet they couldn't name their MEP, which is the member of Europe. They have Parliament. asked, they have gone to these people who are protesting the referendum. Yeah. They've asked them who these people are and they mm. have no idea. I've been saying it on Facebook. I mean, do you realise who's representing you in the European Did you court? elect them? Yeah, they, did they go out and vote them? No, they didn't. <laughs> That's the thing. They're unelected. They're unaccountable. They're... <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been saying... 
because uh, I have I have criticisms of both the EU and NATO. We can get to NATO later if you want, but um, I'm yeah. But but uh, but in terms of the EU, I it was a few years ago when I was studying in Berlin. I, I visited Strasbourg, the the Parliament in Strasbourg, and I said, "Who paid for this? Why why did it need to be this extravagant?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm there like there's so many seats out here. Who's voted? Who who's uh, electing these people? How much are they getting paid?" <laughs> Like, why, why, why is this necessary? It's hilarious. You know, all the British MEPs now are going to have to go get a real drop job. Do you know what I mean? It's hilarious. Mm. You know, the, the EU want, they want the big flag, they want the anthems. They wanted a European army, as, as, as from what I've heard. Um, they're a bloody joke, to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm glad we're free. That's good. Um, but let's jump to the... Let's, get, let's play devil's advocate. What are the... What are the uh, from the side of the people who are pro EU yeah. and uh, pro, not only pro Romanian, but just, what are some of the benefits of the European Union that people can can point to? The people on that side will. Point um, to? You know, one, one thing that I toyed with, and it's always toyed with me. I've always been anti EU, but I've always been pro European. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Free movement to me. You know, is, is to travel Europe without visas is is fantastic. I'm it not is. saying it isn't. It's brilliant. However, leaving is a price I would pay for that. I would, I would pay that price of losing that. Um, obviously, the trade—I don't, you know—the the the trade deal, which um, I'm struggling now. Um, no, it's okay. People could say people could say the human the human rights laws that they have. I would argue against that. You know, we didn't in the UK. We didn't want prisoners to have the vote. However. You know, due to European Human Rights Acts, prisoners got the vote. Our own Prime Minister said it's a, a joke. You know what I mean? Um, uh, see, I'm struggling to fight for Remain right here. Yeah, be- uh, because it's it's difficult now that we've, because um, we we can see our counters to what they would say. You yeah, know what I mean. Because there's very little now. It's it's all falling apart. There was a moment, I think, in in my past of, of thinking about the European... It sounds nice on paper. You yeah. Know? And all these things, yeah, you know, people can travel. Mm. It's, uh, like you said, trade deals. and Because um, that's what it was founded on. Was yeah. A free trade on the European... Yeah. What I will say is very, very uh, impressive about what the EU has done is France and Germany haven't been fighting... That's important, at least. They haven't had um, all-out wars. Yes, it, in the, it's, it, it's made sure stability is in, you know, like you say, there's been no war. Mm-hmm. I would argue that's NATO's job. but um, Yeah, without the EU, NATO would still hold together uh, a, a united... Uh, yeah. Well, Another thing I'd say is that the European, European Union share intelligence with us, which at this, you know, everyone knows that terrorist groups around at the moment there's been attacks in Europe mm-hmm. and uh, it's important to share intelligence hopefully they can just be grown up and we can still share intelligence like that but um, you know the pound you know the pound has dropped but that's to be expected um, well it that's... dropped before the referendum result even arrived so um, when it started to look like it would be leaning one yeah. way yeah. The vote hadn't been decided. Literally, the pound was dropping. Um, but that's that's only trust. But the other day, the trust, it's get, the trust will be rebuilt. Yeah. It gained ground the other day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How much is it now? Against uh, to, the dollar. To the dollar, I, can, I could currency compare it. Now. Yeah, it was. It was uh, at the time that it happened. It was, 1. It was 1. bad. One point yeah. three yeah. four. Whatever yeah. it was before one point seven yeah. something. One point. Obviously, it's funny because I'm in America and I voted to leave, and I knew that the pound would drop. But still, I, I know I go on morals and. St- yeah. I'm not a politician. Here I? we go. That's the important. It's yeah. uh, when it comes to politics, we need to get back to morals, because Absolutely. a lot of things are a lot of things. Uh, what what will what tends to happen is what's uh, some of the people I listen to they they call it mental gymnastics <laughs> they, they 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 bend and everything just to fit this sort of narrative that uh, oh somehow some part of this the state is necessary you know like the, but at the end of the day let's let's get down to morals it's um, the state is force absolutely and, and power is force yeah and. Uh, we nominally say that we like liberty, but we somehow <laughs> we somehow we somehow buy into the fact that some force on 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 society is good. What? That doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't do it for me. We do have to get back to morals. Absolutely. I mean, I don't like big government. I don't like. Um, I don't like. You know, I'm pretty anti-socialism. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. I believe socialism. Um, it it affects um like people going into business um, especially it it usually ends up with a lot of money bo- being bo- being borrowed um and then there's a friction with bureaucracy where the money just sort of slips into everybody's pocket <laughs> yeah up. yeah so so I, when I was in college I I went to college around Washington DC mm. and this really struck me it was one of the first time I saw the Department of Agriculture in DC. Okay. The building is massive. Yeah. It's not only one building. It's the the Washington Malls. Let's say it's this long. Mm-hmm. So there's all these museums dotted around, but this 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 stretch of the mall is all the Department of Agriculture. This big gray building. Yeah. I said what? Um, I mean, it's 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 cute that the government wants to wants to know who's producing what, just to just making making every sure making sure everybody has enough to eat. That's that's noble. <laughs> Why don't you just let the fucking farmers do their thing? The market will decide how much things cost and how much these. Yeah, to be I produced. mean, free uh, free market. Yeah, I'm a free, yeah, but even a free market, absolutely. What 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 I've recently, this the way it's been put, to me. Of course, people have their criticism of the free market. I'm gonna get a lot of shit. <laughs> gonna get a lot of shit for for advocating free free market. How it's unrealistic. This and that. But <laughs> but it's but um. I'll, I'll I'll refer to uh, Ludwig von Mises. He's a he's a he was a writer about free markets back yeah. in uh, back in the nineteen hundreds eighteen hundreds because he saw he saw people starving and homeless mm-hmm. and he said he said just just think about it like this so if we have someone who's producing grain yeah there's a he produces grain as he does mm-hmm. and depending on how much is on the market people say oh there's a lot I'm gonna the price should go down. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a supply surplus. Uh, things are going to be more cheaper. Grain's going to yeah. be cheaper. There's going to be a lot of bread. If it gets expensive, if, if, if there's less of it, then price is going to go up. And then, So the market gives you free signals on what things should be priced at. But when you have, for example, when the Soviet Union came along and said, okay, well, bread's going to be this price. So the, so you have the farmers and the producers of bread. I know. They're standing there saying, but, but what? I, how is it... This price, when I, when everyone's producing grain, 
and it's at this price point, then nobody can buy it, and we have all this shit. Nobody can buy it. Everyone's starving, and we have all this grain. That's what this. It's an extreme situation, but this is uh, these are the restrictions that you put on uh, on society when you when you have price uh, um, set prices by a centralized government. Yeah. So, and of course that's extreme. I'll come back to that. It's extreme. No. Uh, we're in the United States, we have a lot of things like this, but it's like like a dollar a loaf of bread, for example. Yeah. But it's it's not anything near what the Soviet Union went through. But still, it's... So, well, I don't know where to start with the Soviet Union, to be quite honest with you. Um, it's a little hard to believe that that happened. It, it's madness. <laughs> it's a it? nice... It's it's not nice. It's a, it's a, it's a little... Uh, every, it's a lethal little experiment that the world played. Every in the, big in the socialist century. government ends up in massive... Massive poverty and incredible debt. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for it. Yes. So. Which 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 makes me wonder why. People can be on board with, something like that. Mm. I mean, they, they say it's equality, don't they? But I mean, I don't think it is equality. It's not. Um. It's theft. I'm a weird one. I would rather have, ex- a country have extreme wealth than extreme equality, to be quite honest. That's where I stand from it. I love equality, you know, you know, women should get paid the same as men, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I believe extreme wealth for a country is more important, in a way. Yeah, because let's, let's just look at the example of, because I, um, I was in Romania for a bit, and mm-hmm. they, that's an example. Yeah. They, 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 they told me, they said, uh, and you, this is an example for East Germany, Hungary, everybody who lived uh, under under uh, extreme socialism, when they were in these situations, Romania especially, mm-hmm. they went to the supermarket, not a supermarket, just like their market, and there's there's bare, there's nothing being produced, mm-hmm. and then when the when the Iron Curtain came down, they they went to the West and they said, holy shit, you guys <laughs> have so much of everything. It's funny, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have so much of everything and have no, choice. Well, there's no incentive socialism. Breeds this aspect of no incentive to to try, uh, as such. Mm-hmm. Um, or you need to couple that with a culture. I'm trying. You know, I read a couple of months ago. I was reading really into socialism because my my brother flirts with it, so we have a lot of arguments. Um, and there is the literature is out there. So oh God, it's been read it. Marxism, Marxism, and um, and I, I will say that Marx. He wasn't entirely. He wasn't entirely wrong. There's a lot of things. What I love about Marx is that's a lot to learn from these people. Criticisms of capitalism. The 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 he problematizes things in capitalism that are true. Mm. But uh, what ended up happening was was disastrous. But for for example, commodity fetishization, alienation, yeah. exploitation. All these terms. Um, uh, it's it's all it's it's true, and they're true observations. They're much better than <laughs> collectivism, you know. No, I know, I know, totally. So, but uh, um, something about Bernie Sanders. Now we're getting to American Bernie Sanders. Uh, Ber- Bernie Sanders. Interesting. And Bernie Sanders. What he, what he doesn't do, is he doesn't inspire. He ins- he doesn't inspire. He he inspires people to get involved. Yeah. He doesn't inspire people to actually understand. Uh, the literature of socialism. He 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 just he wants he he, he makes people think that they can have everything. Yes. Um, 
there's a lot of, I have criticisms of Bernie Sanders. I think I think the guy, you know, why is it that he doesn't appeal to certain ethnic man, minorities? Mm. And why is it, you know, what is his stance on gun on, on guns and firearms? You know, he's very weak on it. You know, the guy, he doesn't want to go there ever, does he? Because I think he's got. I was surprised to know, you know, that he had weak stances on guns. I was really surprised, Bernie Sanders. He's I don't think you've got good candidates. No, <laughs> That's the problem. Don't. You really haven't. We don't. Um, even even the side that I I, I pull for the libertarians. Yeah. They have. Well, I'm I'm a. A libertarian, but I unfortunately there isn't a big movement in, of libertarianism in the UK, so uh, I'm a libertarian with like a, a conservative sort of mm -hmm. look. I don't yeah, know. but what we have this time is uh, is Gary Johnson. I voted for him in 2012. Woke up six in the morning, bright and early in the cold November morning, to uh, to vote for someone who got less than one percent of the popular vote. Uh, at the time, I, I I thought he was fine. He's I think he's, he's changed a bit in the last four years, but um, what the problem with him is he he doesn't have conviction. Yeah. He he sort of he sees it as sort of a a very sterile cost benefit analysis, mm -hmm. where where he would his stance on foreign policy and war, for example, he says. He says, "Well, our foreign interventions just haven't been working. They've been they've been hurting more. They've been than than they've been helping. Instead of what a libertarian should be saying, which is, war is a moral evil. Yes. And what you are doing when you wage war as the state is just theft and murder. And it's expensive. And it's expensive. And and all he does is he says it's been hurting more than it's helping. No. Uh." So does that mean if it was helping, he would just? Be yeah, that's just, that's, that is an odd, odd. odd. Yeah, he he's he's not, and he doesn't have he hasn't done the research. He's sort of a, a Republican in a libertarian's coat, and that that bothers me. Mm -hmm. That being said, he is the better candidate of of Trump, uh, Clinton, and Sanders because the three of them were a, a train wreck. Trump. Uh, However, is bringing to attention Hillary Clinton's skeletons, which uh, are great. She's dodgy, isn't she? Very, very dodgy. Well, something's. And what what, what do people in the UK think about Hillary Clinton? Um, I mean, you're you sort of are an exception. You do your homework, it seems. But I don't know about other people. Um, yeah, I think English people again. Unfortunately, most you know, me and you are, are political junkies. Most the world aren't. Yeah. Most of the people don't have. A valid, in my opinion, in my opinion, they don't have a valid, valid opinion on politics because they just don't read into it. To be quite honest, um, so everyone hates Trump in the UK practically. Um, our elites don't like Trump. Uh, Trump's our elites don't like Trump. Literally, <laughs> no one likes Trump. Donald Trump in our country. However, I did see him. He did a, an interview with a guy called Piers Morgan mm -hmm. um, yeah. in London, and he came across. Deep, in my opinion, pretty good, like well, I was, I didn't know what to expect. Cause I've never properly, I've watched his like you know when he's rally when he's got rallies and when he's talking about building the wall and stuff like that. But I've never to see him sit because down with just one on one. It was this, interesting. This kind of stuff is curated. Mm. I'm not a Trump supporter. I think he's, he came across well in that interview. I, th I think the guy's a moron. I think the guy's silly and too rich. He's but, he's he's a buffoon. He's a moron, but. 
he is problematizing everything, which is great. He, yeah, he's, he's giving out the problems, and he's saying that he made all these predictions, but where's his answers? Um, Hillary Clinton, everyone's in the UK, in my opinion, everyone's just like, oh, I've heard the name Clinton before. Oh, and she's a woman. And he's and she's uh, anti. Yeah, see, the second thing you said was that she's a woman. Mm. Uh, the number is three. Uh, if you ask a Clinton supporter, what are the what, what are your reasons for for supporting Clinton? Mm. Uh, in the top three, mm. one of them has to, is going to be that she's the woman. Candidate. Yeah, of course. We've had Margaret Thatcher. I mean, this I mean, Margaret Thatcher in England was is divides opinion. I I think she was an incredible politician. I think she. We'll never have anyone like Margaret Thatcher again. She saved us from the unions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know enough about Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, Do you want to explain like what your stance on her, like that that part of history? Because we had we had Ronald Reagan as the yeah. uh, opposite. Of, um, uh, basically, at that time, unions had a lot of power, mm-hmm. um, like workers' unions, um, and Margaret Thatcher kicked ass basically, and. Uh, she she was an she was an, she was a very she was a strong a strong leader. Um, she's made some brilliant speeches. Like if you go on YouTube, um, she went crazy towards the end, and like a lot of pe- people in her own party wanted to like you know sabotage her. But I really liked her. I'm not, um, yeah, but Clinton yeah Hillary Clinton. People saying she's a a woman, women you know. Women don't bring mysterious good in politics. If you elect a woman, they can be just as nasty as a, as, a, as a male politician. You shouldn't have quotas on how many women should be in politics. People it should be get, merit. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's stupid. What are you going to say next? Or there should be more left-handed people in politics. There should be more. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, some of our worst politicians have been women. You know, some of our worst politicians have been men. They don't be mysterious. It people. doesn't. It shouldn't be this sort of. Um, yeah, like. But you said, that's an American's this. answer that she's a woman. I don't know if you've ridiculous. seen this. Let's just pull this up. One of the most chilling, uh, weird things that she ever said is uh, <laughs> so the they talk about the this is a Donald Trump accusing me of the woman card. Let's do this. <laughs> oh my god! My favorite. It's not my favorite. It's ter- it terrifies me. Okay, so there's an ad right now, but let's mute that. But she has... I don't... I don't people hear me just bad-mouthing Hillary Clinton all the time. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, she's preaching to the converted. Um, So here's the thing. She takes money money from the Saudis. (laughs) That's the point. So it's it's been said uh, from Saudi Arabia, where women can't drive cars and gays are stoned. Other other (laughs) other um, podcasts that I listen to, they've 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 said it like this. It's like you're you're campaigning on the Jewish issues and you're taking money from the Nazis. <laughs> Is it different? It's it's you no, can equate it's, it like that. It, it's, you really can. It's hilarious. Um, it doesn't surprise me. It's, uh, 
It's hard to believe that this is what's going on. You got a tough. You got a tough. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know what the answer is because I think Clinton and Trump are both crap. Really, not, not, I have no answer for you. Not even crap. They're. How did a country of thirty three hundred and thirty million people bring these two up as the best we got? I know, and even in the, I mean, was there a guy, or oh, what was the, I can't really name, uh, what was the other Republican nomination, was it Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, yeah. Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, um, but they're all bad as well. Yeah, they're establishment people, and with no real charisma. Mm. That's the weird thing that Donald Trump has, is he can say whatever the fuck, and people will just Oh, he's a, he's a, he's, yeah, he's, he's a Marmite politician. He's a, he's, he's he has this... This uh, sort of thing that blocks anything. You can you can say anything about him, and it it, it adds to the fire. Yeah, anything so he crazy. says, mate, his ratings go up. Mm-hmm. The guy, <laughs> I don't know how he's done it. I don't know how he's done it. We haven't got anything close to Donald Trump in the UK, in my opinion. People could say Nigel Farage. Don't you've heard of him? But that's not. But he's no idiot. He no, 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 no. It's Nigel Farage is. He's not. He's he's a proper. Person, yeah. yeah. I mean, Donald Trump is this abstract, uh, f- fictional character yeah. that we've got up there. Uh, Nigel Farage, he's an actual person. You know, he's he's talking real real things. Nigel Farage worked in business. Um, and he was he, in the European Parliament. Yes, he's he's done his. His knowledge of the European Union was pretty ridiculous as well. Was is he was he still? Working there? No, he worked there before, but no longer. Or is he still there? He just did a speech in the in the European Parliament. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, because he's so basically he's 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 lost his own job. Or, yeah. 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 He That's... didn't want his own job. He, what did they get paid for? Quite literally. They... That's that's what I'll say about the whole Brexit thing is that whether you're against it or not, the result. As a con- as a country, that, that what the UK has done is taken a huge leap of faith. They've rolled the dice. Yeah. But do you know what? I I do it a thousand times over. Um, then be part of a sinking ship that doesn't want to change, that won't change, that won't reform. People on the on the the Remain side would say, "You can't change it unless you're there." Well, I don't think that's. Nice. with the European Union this is the group of, it's, it's, a, it's a cobble of people who are, are, are in it for themselves I might be more I might take, take a, a Remainer's point of view that if we, you know, we need to be there we need to be, we need to be in the team um, no, but the fact is they, won't, like they won't reform like the European Union will not reform you play by their rules so how can it it won't change it just won't change the currency is dying for God's yeah. sake. I've seen it in the past three years. It's gone from when I was there uh, first, 1.34 it was. Yeah. When the, and then it went down. The Last same, time I was there, it was like 1.10. The same elites that wanted us to stay in, Euro- in the European Union told us that if we told us also to take on the euro. Do you know what I mean? This, I mean, this is just the experts. Whatever. The experts told us to take the euro. The same experts that can't predict our next quarter in government, you know, they, they're making predictions in 15 years, each UK family will be £4,000 lesser off. How can they make that prediction? Do they know anything? They don't know what the fuss he's going to do, they don't know what anything's going to do. 
So what, what do you think, what are the steps that need to be taken in the, uh, in the right direction um, from, from now on, now that we've, they, 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 you've made this decision? So we made this decision, this is what Remain are, are, sla are slagging us off for now, is that, you know, what's our answers now that we've left? My answers would be, leave as quickly as possible, set up trade deals as quickly as possible, which can take, I know it can take a while, two years. Two years, years. is what they said. Um, we need to, you know, this, you know, it wasn't my reason to vote leave, but for a lot of people it was. Let's sort out a point system where if you come into this country, come into our country with a skill, with money in your bank account, you know, then that, then that, that that's how it should be. Um, the problem was in the European Union, we were taking unskilled labour, we were favouring unskilled labour to come into our, to our country and we were saying no to doctors in India, we were saying no to engineers in New Zealand, we turned our back on the Commonwealth, so we need to start making friends with the Commonwealth again, our long lost friends. Um, and I would like to see as our industry come back as well. You know, we don't make a lot of things anymore and we used to be the pioneers of industry. Um, obviously it's hard when... off the Industrial it, Revolution. Yeah, it's hard... It's hard when China are doing whatever they can to undercut sell and buy for us. Do you know what I mean? They're just yeah. like game players. They're, they're it's insane. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying we're going to be bloody bringing back thousands of factories in the UK, but I would like to see industry, a lot more industry, come back. Definitely. Yeah, there's a potential for dynamism in in in, in not being attached to the EU. Yeah, there's a lot. No one knows. That's the problem. No one knows. The experts don't know. Please let us to experts. Anyone that listens to this podcast, don't listen to the experts because they can't forecast shit. Um, you know, we had a massive... Very, very we had an economic recession um, and the experts didn't predict it. In fact, our Prime Minister a few years before sold our gold uh, a rocket low. You know, a, a record low. Meanwhile, the gold prices... Yeah, uh, just Gordon Brown, and, Labour, Labour uh, yeah. Prime Minister. Maybe you know a little bit more. Do you know how much do you know about gold? Because this is no. just something just recent in the last year that I've thought about. Yeah. Because uh, people, people like Peter Schiff, uh, Stefan Molyneux, um, these people who uh, they've they've been explaining. Uh, Ron Paul, for example, has been they've been explaining the stability of gold. I I roughly understand. But it still hurts my head to think that um, my I have no wealth. But I, if I wanted to, to <laughs> yeah, I'm poor as fuck, guys. I don't know. Um, <laughs> if you wanted to like to hedge your bets on something, always, always, it somehow comes to gold, and I don't really understand that. I mean, I don't know if you do. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Your wealth's determined. Not and I, I don't want to. I don't um, want to. I don't want to blindly, without knowing why, just. Um, yeah. Have my trust in gold because having trust in gold is um, as as historically um, as historically telling as it is. It's if I just trust in gold without knowing why, it's kind of like trusting in a fiat currency like the euro or the, yeah. or the dollar uh, being madly printed by the by the Federal Reserve without without being the backing of gold, which I don't yeah. really understand. I, I kind of understand. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. Like, why is gold so cool? Why, uh, why, is, why is gold 
you know, why is... Yeah. It, I, that's I don't want to sound like an idiot. Uh, people out there... I don't know. Oh, someone, I, know someone, if, I don't know if they know better than me. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, you idiot. You don't know why gold's valuable. You should go buy gold. Like, yeah, maybe. There's one night I was just... <laughs> I'm now really going to go... I'm When I get free time, I'm now going to read into gold. <laughs> because yeah, I actually don't know, and I have thought that myself. Why the hell is gold so valuable? Okay. Do, do you know... I, I don't know about the UK, but in America, what, what it is, is... Gold... Because what you can... Do a, a a dollar is basically a, a a promise by the U.S. government, or is it the Federal Reserve? See, so that's how much I know. But you can go up to the bank and say, uh, "I want to take give you Pieces this gold, dollar, yeah. and you can give me that much yeah. in gold." Yeah, and pretty sure you can do that in uh, in England as well. Yeah, but what happened was um, this was this was reassured after the Second World War under the Bretton Woods agreements that the United States dollar would be you can trust the U.S. dollar because the U.S. dollar is backed by gold. Yeah. So if you borrow from the U.S., then you can you can be sure that if you have dollars, you can trade it for gold in the United States or in uh, with the United States market. But then uh, during the Vietnam War, Nixon came along and uh, and. I think Johnson and Nixon came along. Mm. They, they they did something really sneaky, which was they said we we need to borrow a lot of money for the Vietnam War. We're gonna ask the Federal Reserve, hey, let's get Congress mm -hmm. executives together, talk to the Federal Reserve, disregard the gold. We're gonna print a bunch of money, bunch of notes. Yeah. And so by 1971, the the rest of the world came and they said, hey, wait a second, there's a lot of dollars flying around in the market right now. Let's go see if we can get Something our gold. And so they went to the U.S. and they said, hey, can we get some gold for this? And then Nixon said, oh, actually, we're no longer under the Bretton Woods Agreement. In 1971, the Bretton Woods Agreement was ended. And so after that time, the, US, the U.S. dollar was no longer under the gold standard. Printing money. And since then, the Federal Reserve, a, a, a group that's a, a, it's apart from the government, it's, yeah. not, it's not connected to the government, uh, gets to print as much, as many notes as they want. Really? Yes. So this money, it, it only it only works. It only uh, you can go buy a, a six pack for for eight eight, eight to twelve dollars because um, you and that shopkeeper agree that hey, if I take this note somewhere else, I can spend it there too. That's the only thing that's backing it. You can't trade that for gold. You that's can you can buy gold with it, but you can't yeah. go to the you go to the bank and withdraw gold. Yeah, it's not it's not backed by anything. And from the start. The euro was like this. The euro was, was from the start of fiat currency. It's not real. It's this, um, and then there's all these conversions. They they said, okay, give us your Deutschmarks and we'll switch them for, for for these euros. Yeah. And so it's all fake, and that that's that concerns me. So, I guess gold somehow is more real. I need to look into it. But that's that's the situation we're living in, and that's why inflation happens. Inflation is so insane. Yeah, of course. If you if you're printing off money, your currency decreases mm -hmm. massively. Yeah, and that's that's uh, and Germany after First World War is a, probably a really good place to read into because mm -hmm. they that inflation is something that crazy. was ridiculous. Definitely, they were paying like ten thousand marks for a loaf of bread. Yeah, carrying their money in wheelbarrows and bread would uh, um, the 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 price would uh, fluctuate as yeah. they were on their way to the store. Yeah, so quite literally carrying their money in wheelbarrows mm -hmm. became so. worthless. They were actually actually. After the First World War, Germans were burning their money to stay warm. To stay warm, yeah. <laughs> Times are hard. Times are hard. Mm. Um, so as, as a way to wrap up, yeah. uh, for, it's important that young people understand our point of view. 
um, because most of them, the vast majority of them, are against what we're saying. Yes. Like, what do you have to say directly to them, other than what, I mean, what we said should be enough uh, to um, I would like to say to, to, to Remainers, um, please don't, you know, brand every vote, uh, leave voter as this uh, demagogue, sort of narrow-minded, patriotic, racist idiot. Because I'd like to I'd like to think a lot of what I've said is well, it's factually correct, but not you know, I fight for democracy and I fight for uh, freedom, and I would you know it it would it would hurt me to think someone would think I'm you know, I mean I'm travelling hostels, so I'm I'm I've met a lot of young people that come from university that are predominantly left wing, so when they ask me what I'm voting on Brexit, they automatically think oh I'm a young guy he's going to vote you know oh you devastated I had a Brit in LA in a hostel say, oh, we're devastated out, you know, you're devastated about the, the Euro, uh, EU result. And I, I actually just didn't even, I said, oh, I don't know. Because, because I would hate someone to think um, that I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, this racist idiot, because, you know, and that's really, yeah, yeah, almost, honestly, you read yeah, on Facebook, that's yeah. what all young people are saying, that, that you they're know. They're afraid to be branded. Yeah, and, which is a shame, because, I, you know, um, because you think you're on the right side, and yeah. I think you're on the right side. Yeah. Because um, people. Uh, the, there's you know there's hard times to come. I think I think it's a price worth paying mm -hmm. for our for our for our, for us for our kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, accept the vote and we move on. You know, you know, no one realistic no, no one realistically is going to say if I was still back in England, my life was will be the exact same. Life goes on. Mm -hmm. Normal day-to-day -day Brits, you know, life will go on. Tend to your own garden. We're all yeah. on the same team, basically. Yeah. That's the thing At least, that's you most know, difficult, is the politics is dividing people. Yeah, it's divisive. It's invidious. and Politics is nasty. Mm -hmm. But at least you can, you know, UK, a person from the UK now, when they, when they vote in a general election, who they want as their MP... Member of Parliament, who they want representing them, which party, you know, that party can can implement everything they want to do. They don't have European regulations yes. strangling them. Um, Fifty nine percent of our laws are dictated by bureaucrats in Brussels. Um, it isn't no long no longer is a change of government a change of management. It is a change of government. Yes, that so is what I would say. And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for sharing uh, what's going on in Brexit. It's yes. very relevant. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of people hate me right now. Uh, same with me, but uh, don't hate me. Just <laughs> be open-minded. Let's yeah. just be open Because yeah. I'm open-minded to, to the, the opinion of oh, uh, I, the Remain I, people. I, I, read I feel for them. I feel like with them that this is difficult. I so. read Remain, you know, legit politicians that I admire. I read their reasons for remaining and it, you know a lot of what I said was like yeah he's right what he's saying but um, unfortunately for me a lot of what you'll see on social media about young people is an un uneducated uh, opinion yeah or it's demonizing the people who absolutely are, yeah. it's ridiculous I mean yeah. I'd like to think you you know you, you don't see me as this idiot so just you know. let's all learn together yeah. and be open and yeah. read each other and uh, talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go.
Thank you for being on. Thank you, mate. No worries.